Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. Oh man, it's good to be back, and uh, what an honor to be with you guys. I know I was back last week, but um, it kind of felt like a whirlwind coming back in to service, but it's good to be back here um, teaching today, and uh, what, a pre- what a beautiful time in God's presence. Um, I'm just thankful for God and His great mercy upon our lives, amen? <sighs> so I'm going to try to get through this message today. Um, Man, I could sit, I, there's going to be a lot to share about what God has spoken over this house while we were away, and I look forward to sharing all that, but um, while I was away, I, I really felt like the Lord just wanted us over the next two weeks to really um, tackle the mind, to talk about the mind, and, and, and what we as believers are called to, 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 to operate in when it comes to the way that our minds work, and what we think on, and what we dwell on, and so over the next two weeks leading up to um, Advent, His Heaven on Earth, we're going to talk about this. So if you're part of o- the family of Oasis, come back next week. Um, it's, I'm looking forward to it. But in this season, um, in the church calendar, the greater church, the, the, the capital C church, um, we are in a time called uh, ordinary time. How many of you knew that? We're in, in ordinary time. And so it's leading up to Advent, the expectation, the coming of Jesus as a baby to this earth. And so these days leading up, um, I think we're in like week 34, 33 of ordinary time. Um, it's just that time of anticipation, right? What's ahead? What's coming is, is great. The Messiah coming. I don't know about you, but I'm super thankful that he came. I'm super thankful that he came. And as I was thinking through and praying through this time of ordinary time, I have a, a prayer app that I follow, and it guides me through prayers and um, through scripture verse. It's awesome. Um, I just kept thinking about that, that in this time of, of being ordinary, that every single day that we have on this earth is not just an ordinary day. It's actually a supernatural ordained day from God. That was a good place to say amen. I'm back. You, you think you can just sit there and spectate today? I'm back. (laughs) That in the midst of ordinary time, the anticipation of Jesus coming, that no matter if it's it's ordinary time or we're in the season of Lent, we're in the season of heaven, every single day that we have is a gift from God and it is a supernatural ordained day from him. Would you say amen? I was driving on Thursday back in this beautiful land of Chicago and the rain was here upon us. Um, and, and the leaves were falling off. <laughs> and it just felt like, man, I, I don't like this. <laughs> I was like, this is just an ordinary day. And I was driving, and I just was like, man, this, is, this, this, is, this just seems dark. There's death happening. Leaves are falling off the trees. Pets' heads are falling. <laughs> and the Lord was just like, I've given the rain today. I've given the rain today to water and to cleanse and to bring life. In the midst of what you're seeing of death falling out, I'm actually creating life. And, and I just was reminded that in ordinary days, our God is still extraordinary. 
Come on, church. Like in the ordinary moments, our God is extraordinary. He does miracles. He does wonders. He does signs. He does the impossible. He does all those things that we declare constantly as a church. But that is who he is. He's never changed. And so as we're leading into this Advent, I just think over these next two weeks of ordinary time, what would it look like for us to go after what our minds dwell on, think on, and how we allow our minds to operate in this ordinary time? Taking our minds from just this place of, of just thinking that, ah, it's just an ordinary day. Uh, it's, just, it's just raining out. To actually going, no, today God's got purpose for me. God's got something for me. God's got revelation for me today. How many of you know there's more to learn about Jesus every single day? Come on, would you say amen to that? And so we're going to talk about the mind. So I want to read some of this stuff real quick. Over the next two weeks, we're going to discover the redemption of our minds. Amen? There's a call from God today to renew our minds. To see our minds redeemed. I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do today and next week. Redeemed minds. Coming out from underneath the spirit of the age and coming into heavenly kingdom living and thinking. I want to encourage us as we are disciples of Jesus. If you have said yes to Jesus, if you have said yes to his lordship over your heart, you're not just a fan of Jesus. Hear me? We got too many fans of Jesus. We are disciples of Jesus. We follow Jesus. We died and gave our lives over to him. We follow him. So as disciples of Jesus, I think we can begin to take seriously the power of our access to think the way that we are allowed to think and we are called to think. How many of you would say amen to that? That we can take the access that is open to us to think the way we're allowed to and the way that we are called to. Elevating our minds to be lifted from the natural to the supernatural. Two of us are going to get after this today. Come on, for too long, we've just been stuck here. God's calling us to look up, lift our heads, lift our vision, think greater, think bigger, think strong, think on him. Elevating our minds. And so today we're going to just go into how we do this, how this sanctifying work happens through the Holy Spirit. And let me just say this, I'm speaking to, to the mind in regards to people that have had a regenerated heart. The heart and the mind, they're connected and they matter and that stuff happens. But, but when I, you could catch this and be like, oh, so, so regardless of what I think about Jesus, I can still have happy thoughts and be a good person. You can. Right? Like, you can empty your mind. You can sit in a meditation room and empty your mind. You ever been in one of those? I was one time. I sat, okay, let me give it back to context. I was invited to come do an hour meditation. I told the guy I would. And we sat there for an hour in silence. <laughs> and he's like, just empty your mind. I'm thinking about everything. <laughs> and then the Lord said, stop emptying mind. Just start fixing your mind on me and start declaring me and start declaring my words over you. That's what we're called to do. That, so from a regenerated heart, knowing what Jesus has done for us, we are called to fill our minds with the things above. Amen? And so when I talk about the mind, I'm talking about a, from a standpoint of a heart that's been regenerated, a heart that says yes to Jesus. Okay? So today, Kingdom Mind, part one, all access, all access pass. Would you pray real quick? Father, I just pray right now in these few short minutes that we have, that what you have placed on my heart would come across to these people and that it would be blessed and anointed. And we ask, Holy Spirit, right now for your will to be done.
for minds to be redeemed in this house. That the spirit of this age would be broken off of us and that we would settle in to being sons and daughters in a greater measure of the king. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, and everybody says, amen. amen. All access pass. I love the uh, documentaries on TV where I get to watch the insides of um, whether it be a team, whether it be an organization. Come on, I, I, I love that uh, on, on Prime there is, um, it's, it's all or nothing where they, they go inside of sports teams and, and, and different uh, teams across different um, sports platforms and you get to see the inner workings of how those teams operate, how the coaches speak, how the players work out, how the players train and develop. You guys all know what I'm talking about, yes? I love documentaries looking inside of businesses and organizations and, and seeing how they function and how they work. It's kind of like you open up the curtains, you get to go inside and see the things that you don't get to see normally from the outside. They're, they're incredible. I, I love them. Rachel and I, one time we watched, uh, I, I actually asked her and she stuck with it and she loves it now. We watched um, a documentary on the All Blacks. It's a rugby team from New Zealand. Come on, how many of you know who, 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 what that is? Yeah, incredible. Just an awesome time um, it, just to watch them and, and hear how they train and develop in their mindsets and how they coach. It was just fascinating. I got to see it. I tried to take some of those things into my own training regimen. It didn't work out well. Those guys are beasts. They tackle each other with no pads on. It's nuts. But we watch this stuff, and I get intrigued by what's happening, having the ability to go deep and see what's going on. The truth for us today is this, is that we actually have full access, a full access pass into the kingdom of God and how it works. Okay, that'd be a good place to say amen too. Let me say it again. You ready? We have full access to God to the throne room of grace, to his thinking, to his ways, to his knowledge, to his wisdom, to his discernment. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, because of the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have full access to have the mind of Christ. Woo! Like, I, I've heard this my whole life. I've talked about it, but more than ever, I'm grateful that I get to think the way that God thinks. Now listen, I will never be great as him. I'll never be greater. than. Don't get it twisted. There's new things to reveal to, to me about him. I get to learn about him every single day. But I get to fix my mind on the things above, the things that are in heaven. I get to think on Christ and him crucified and him resurrected. I get to know what he's up to. I get to know his plans and his purposes for me to prosper and not to harm me. Is anybody awake this morning? I get to think with the mind of Christ because Christ crucified, resurrected, ascended back to the Father, sat next to him on the throne, has given us his Holy Spirit, gives us direct access and all access pass to the kingdom. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. And how I know I have this, scripture tells us. When's he going to get to scripture? Right now. 1 Corinthians 2. <laughs> He's talked talk 15 minutes without getting scripture. 1 Corinthians 2. You guys there? Open up your phones. Get to there. I want you to highlight this. I love it that we, the things that were hidden, the mysteries, all those things are available and open to us. To know the mystery of Christ, to know how God wants to move, to know what he says about us. Paul tells us that this is available and open to us. Are you ready? Verse 6, 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. Catch this. Paul writes, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, Paul writes, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Come on. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, Paul begins to reference back to the prophet Isaiah. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. I'm not even done reading. That is good news. What no eye has seen, what no mind has, ears have heard, what no mind has even thought about, the things that God has in store for us. Whew, that's how good our God is. Pastor Nick said it best. All I want, what's the words? <laughs> um, was that what we were singing, all I want is you? Yes. <laughs> and you're singing back, God's saying better, all I want is you. I want to show you, God says, things that you can't even perceive and understand. I want to pour out the heavens upon you. I want to, Paul writes, verse 10, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Direct access. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received, catch that, what we have received, he's declaring to, to regenerated hearts, disciples of Jesus, what we have received, our inheritance, our portion, what we have received is not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person, though, without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. It's a line in the sand right there. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. Catch that? Judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject merely to human judgment. For who knows the mind? For who has, sorry, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? And then this statement right here. You ready? But we, everyone say we, we. have, say have, have. The, the mind, mind of, of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. We get access, full access pass into the heavenlies, into the all creator God, the one that designed and did all of this, has put this together. See, you got to believe this. You got you to start at that level that you believe that there, there is a design and there was a designer. You got to believe that there is a God, the, the one that rules and reigns over all this, Yahweh, the one that is the God above all gods. He is the one that has promised that we can think and live and have our being in him. This is good news, church. 
This is good news. So Paul is writing to, to, to a, a church in Corinth, a church that, man, was wild. <laughs> if you know your Bibles, the, the church in Corinth was, was, was nuts. <laughs> Paul, Paul spent about a year and a half, people believe in Acts 18, it talks about about a year and a half, Paul spent in the, the city of Corinth and, and began to, to, to build the church, show people the way of Jesus. And many people came and said yes to Jesus. And so Paul leaves that place and he begins to get reports of, of all the things that are going on in that church that, that are completely against what the, the, the way that Jesus would call him to live. Are you with me? I'm giving us some historical context here. And so Paul hears this, the Apostle Paul, the great leader of the church, and he writes these letters back to the church and he says, hey, church, I, I've been hearing this stuff. I've been hearing some crazy things. This is the reality of following Jesus. Paul basically says it's not just good enough for you just to say yes to Jesus. You got to follow Jesus. You got to live in Jesus Christ. You got to do the things that Jesus has called us to do. It's one thing just to say, oh, I've received him. I accept him at the age 14 and, and then never follow him and serve him and do the ways that he's called. Are you with me? He says, no, there's, there's actually more for you to do. The ways of which you're living are not the ways that Jesus has called us to live. And so he puts to paper this letter. He's basically saying, you have a responsibility to live out Jesus. Church, wake up. If there's ever a time, if there's ever a moment, if there's ever a day that the world needs a picture of disciples that are radically set on fire for Jesus, not just needing Jesus when the blue lights are on, not just needing Jesus when you're in the crisis moment at your job, when you got the, got the notice from your boss, your manager, that you're coming in to get the talk, and you're like, Jesus, I need you now. <laughs> and you haven't been with Jesus for the last 14 months. Right. Hey, no, 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 no. He's looking for a body, for a bride that is going, I, I get the mind of Christ every day. I get access to the throne room of grace every day. I get to be made new in him every day. I get to trust the handiwork of him on my life every day. He that began a good work in me is going to carry this thing to completion. Regardless of what I'm experiencing, regardless of what I'm doing, he's going to keep working. Man, the world needs a picture of believers that are sold out, set apart. Holiness. Such a curse word today. Paul writes, hey, church, his letters are so nice. It's like to the brothers and sisters in Christ, y'all are jacked up. Like it's like, <laughs> feel the love and then I feel the rebuke. I feel the love. He says, hey, listen, Paul says, you guys have the mind of Christ. So let's live like people that have the mind of Christ. Let our actions, our words, our love for our brothers and sisters, our love for our enemies, our love for all people flow out of the fact that we have access to the mind of Christ. Corinth is a, is a city where Theologians write was an ancient city of Greece, one of, in many ways, the most prominent Greek city of Paul's time. As one might find in many of today's prosperous cities, Corinthians were extremely proud of their intellect. 
could boast of their great wealth, but were morally corrupt. Every kind of wickedness and corruption was found in this city that was known for satisfying its every desires. Whose kid is that? <laughs> Come on, I had to at one point. <laughs> That's my kid. Someone's like, whose kid is that? That's my daughter. D chill, chill. <laughs> How dare he talk to children like that? Let all the children come. Anyways. We're back. <laughs> that context of corns, if we're being honest, looks a little similar to Chicago. And to most cities. I love Chicago. I believe in this city. I believe God's not done working in this city. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to turn this city upside down. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to manifest his presence. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to pour out signs and wonders upon the city. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to uh, release people that are deep in bondage of, of hate and of anger and of resentment and of bitterness and of rage and of violence are going to be released. I'm declaring this because I believe it. I believe that the city of Chicago is going to get turned upside down. But, but our city, if we're being honest, is, is, is very much a similar dynamic, a similar context, a similar setup to what the, the, the city of Corinth was like, right? And so Paul begins to address him. He goes, hey, we don't speak of a wisdom among the mature, but we, we speak of wisdom of the, among the mature, forgive me, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age. Paul directly goes at the heart of why these people are operating in a manner apart from the mind of Christ. He says, we don't speak, we don't teach, we don't live in a manner that's of this age, the spirit of this age. Paul says, we don't operate and function through the spirit of this age. We operate through having the mind of Christ. And he says this because he wants to get something very much across to people's hearts. And I think the same is true today. If we are going to say we, we want the mind of Christ, we have the mind of Christ, then we have to understand something. That a kingdom mind is in complete opposition to the spirit of the age. Like the, the, the mind of Christ is in complete opposition to the spirit of this age. Paul writes that we do not speak of this age. We do not, we do not teach of this age. He continues in, in verse 11 at the end of there into 12. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. We have been given the mind of Christ to understand what has been given to us, and we can reject the spirit of this age. Can I tell you something? You have the ability, because of the Holy Spirit, to reject the lies of the enemy. You have the ability, because of the Holy Spirit, to say no to sin. I just can't stop. No, you can. And, we, and, the, and the Father in heaven is rooting for you because he's given you his Holy Spirit. This is good news. This is good news. Are we looking, is he looking for perfection? No, don't get it twisted. Paul writes at the end of his life, I'm still the worst sinner. <laughs> I think he did pretty good. Yeah. But listen, the Holy Spirit inside of us, the message that we've received can say no to the spirit of this age. What is the spirit of this age, you might ask? Let me tell you some things that are the spirit of this age. Are you ready? Come on, buckle in. Here we go. We're going for this. This does not mean to condemn anybody. We just got to have an awareness of what the spirit of the age is. Listen, it's not just the devil. The devil's after me. It's the devil. We believe in him. He's moving. He's the, he's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You with me? So, so how do you recognize the spirit of the age? Anything that's trying to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. 
But there are lesser gods. There are evil. There are schemes and plots of evil. There are demonic powers that come against you. I mean, shoot, one of the things, the spirit of this age, is what we're watching today. I'm more aware of this having a son now that we'll, we'll watch um, um, TV together, mostly sports, and like I, 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 I put on the boys in blue, Chelsea, um, soccer for him, and he's, he's glued. And then there's these commercials that come on. And I'm like, what the? I, I sound like my parents now. My parents are like, you better garbage in, garbage out, garbage in, garbage out. And I was like, <laughs> I've become that. Like, garbage in, son. Some of you are like, what? But I've been fully aware that like the messaging today of what we watch is so wicked. Wake up, church. The spirit of this age does not care about you. It wants to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. So, so, so what we watch, the, the gore, the horror, oh, it's just movies. <laughs> wonder why you can't sleep at night. What doors and gates are you opening up? Selfish obsession. Self-obsession is the spirit of the sage. How do I know? Uh, just go to Instagram profiles. What are you posting? Some of you are like, I don't know. I got to open it up. Like, <laughs> this whole thing? I'm not against social. Don't be like, he's the social media police. He's back. He's going to I'm not against it. But if we're being honest, what's this whole thing? Some of y'all are really good at taking selfies. I'll give you credit. I can't get the angles. Like, try to get the jaw structure. I'm back. Just having a beautiful day today. My heart's full. Rachel said that like three times on sabbatical. I said, please stop saying that. I don't even know what that means. It's self-obsession. I mean, we've literally dumbed down our lives to a button of a heart. Wake up. The spirit of the age. Self-obsession. Self-centeredness. Self-focus. I mean, and truth be told, I... I'm going to say it like it's crept into the church. We sing songs just about me, 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 me. No offense. Guys, hear me. I love them. Self. It's the spirit of the sage. You doing all right? A little more? A couple more? A few more minutes? <laughs> Greed, jealousy, comparison. The spirit of the age is calling for death, depression, anxiety. The spirit of this age is sexual freedom, sexual liberation. I'll do whatever my feelings tell me to do. Can I just can I tell you something from personal experience? It didn't get you where it destroys you. I hated that I had to stand before my bride before I said, "Would you marry me?" And I had to tell her, "Hey, this is where I've been." Can 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 we just come to agreement that the covenant of marriage is so beautiful? The spirit of this age would like to say, hey, marriage is with whoever and whatever. No, <laughs> I think God has something to say about that. He says marriage is between a man and a woman. Why'd you have to go there, pastor? I'm back. It's real quiet. It's the spirit of the age. You're either going to have the mind of Christ or you're going to have the mind of the spirit of this age. The spirit of this age is entitlement. I deserve everything. 
We don't work anymore. <laughs> we don't, and there's a whole swing to the other side. I grind for 47 like hours in one day. Like, how did you even do that? It's not possible. Like, like, <laughs> carry the one, the two. The sense of heaviness constantly being on us. How are you today? Sad. And listen, I'm not downplaying that stuff. That's real, but it's on us deep. The normalization of hiding, being our own selves, the inability of, uh, to be aware of every word we speak. The spirit of this age says, speak whatever you want to speak. Type whatever you want to type. I think God says we're going to be judged for every word that we say. The spirit of this age is, you don't have to be faithful to your commitments. You don't have to be faithful to your vows. You don't have to be faithful to your word. Your yes is, your, is no longer your yes, and you don't care about what. You, no, I think God actually it says when we put his mind on that we're faithful to the vows we make, that when we say yes to something, we better hold on to that yes. You with me? The spirit of this age is in complete opposition to the spirit of the mind. And this is not to condemn anybody. I, I find myself in some of these categories. Hello? But we have the ability to, to say, no, I can reject the spirit of this age, and I can place on the spirit of Christ on my mind. I can think and understand from his vantage point. I can understand that when things are rising up around me, that I can go, that's, that's not God. I can have the ability to know and understand how his ways are. So we have to know that, that, that the spirit of this age is screaming. It's searching. It's prowling around looking to take whatever it can take from whoever it can take, looking to destroy whoever it can destroy. But Christ came, and he conquered Satan and his schemes. Can I remind us, church, that, that, that evil and death, they've already put, been put on notice. They're done. They've lost. Like, that's good news. So if we know, okay, the mind is, is going directly against the spirit of the age, and we also have to know this about our minds, which is good. And we're going to talk more about how this works out next week, so hear me. But the kingdom mind is led by the spirit of God. A kingdom mind is led not by the spirit of the sage, but by the spirit of the living God. We read it. Paul says it. But we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God. How do I know if I have the Holy Spirit? Have you said yes to Jesus? You have his spirit inside of you. The same spirit that conquered the grave, that conquered death, is inside of us. Come on. That's good news. That we get to think through the spirit of the living God, ruling and reigning inside of us. We don't have to be our emotions. We don't have to be our feelings. We don't have to be the words spoken over our lives at a young age. We don't have to be the identity that our friends tell us. We don't have to put a performance on to get God's attention. We, we, we don't, like, we have the Spirit of God speaking life over us. The mind of Christ receives the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful for this. I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit leads me and guides me and directs me into all truth. Well, what truth might you ask? 
That crucified Christ is alive and he's seated on the throne. That he has paid for us with his blood. That he gave up heaven to come for me and for you. That he said, I'm coming to redeem and to save. All I want is you, JP. That, like, this is the reality that we get to have. We have the minds to be able to say, I can imitate Christ in all that I do and all that I say. I can think like him. I can create like him. I can develop like him. I can strategize like him. Hello? How many of you know that's true? You need help in your business? You need help in your, your, your sphere? Ask the almighty creator. Oh, that's just something church people. No, this is the reality. The whole thing, when Eden, like, like the, the garden, the whole thing was God wanted Eden to expand. Okay, that's the original intent, for it to expand. For, 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 for Eden to be the place where it just continued to flow out and everybody could experience the goodness of God. Can I tell us something? The same mandate is for us today. That because of Christ in us, the Holy Spirit in me, to expand the glory of God around me. So when you're in your businesses and when you're in your, your places of work and you're like, man, I'm going to blow up on this person. No, I have the mind of Christ. And I can be gentle. I can be calm. I can be patient. I can be loving. I can be selfless. You with me? This is good news. The mind that is the kingdom mind is led by the Holy Spirit. We get discernment. And wisdom. Pastor Jordan, come on up. Solomon in the Old Testament. You all know Solomon? <laughs> We're going to do a series on Solomon. <laughs> He's young. And there's a moment, and I'll just paraphrase it. It's in 1 Kings 3. Yahweh comes to him and says, ask for whatever you want. Now, if Yahweh came to me and said, ask for whatever you want, I got a list. Oh, just me? Like, I got, oh, you, whatever? Solomon, a young boy, says, all right, all I want is wisdom and discernment. One of his buddies, like, Solomon, uh, you want to ask him for something else? Maybe a house for all of us? Like, Wisdom and discernment, God, that's all I want. At a young age, because Solomon was leading people and he was young, he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to operate. He didn't know how to handle the, the mantle that was put on him. And he just said, I want wisdom and discernment. And the Lord says, you have that. And because you've asked of that, you get riches and blessings far beyond you could have ever imagined. We believe in God blessing people. Amen. But it's, look at the, the, the way it went. Wisdom. Discernment, blessing. A kingdom mind doesn't go looking to, to just be like, I need to be blessed by God. A kingdom mind goes, I want to be led by you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. I want wisdom and discernment. I don't want to think the thoughts that I have. I want to take these things captive. I can take these things captive. A mind, a kingdom mind is led by the Spirit of God. And it won't make sense, like Paul says, to those that have not entered into the light. The way that believers think and act, yes, it should look different than the world. It's not us against them. It's us showing the world the picture of an almighty king that loves them and cares for them. But guys, can I tell you something? If you're trying to fit in, you're serving the wrong king. You're actually probably being controlled by the wrong spirit. 
I just got to fit in so I don't get canceled. Can I be honest? I've had fears of walking up on this stage saying something because I'm just like, this thing's live streamed. <laughs> Social media teams does some posts sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm just waiting. But no, I have wisdom and discernment, and I, and I trust in that. And we live different from the way that the world lives. Hello? Stop trying to fit in. Stop. I won't have any friends. Look around. It's a pretty good family group. It's pretty good friends. Your old group's pretty good. Last thing, I know we're going a little long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But this is available to us. A kingdom mind is available to be led by the Spirit of God. How do you do this? Just ask him for wisdom and discernment every day. What else do you get? You get the ability to make judgments about all things. So when you hear something from somebody, you go, before I react, before I execute some sort of judgment, before I make a decision, I ask the Holy Spirit what he has to say about this situation. Guys, that's good news. Because when we're not controlled by the Spirit, we run around making frantic decisions. We run around making decisions that are destroying us. Instead of going, no, I get to make a judgment about what's going on here. And I get to hear what he has to say. I get to go to his word and see what his word says about this situation. I get to have the mind of the Holy Spirit direct me and make judgments within me and teach me and lead me and guide me and direct me into, what does scripture say? All truth. Hello? And so when you have a kingdom mind, the last thing is this. You get his values and desires. You get his value system and his desire system, if that's even a, a word or a thing. You get to have all that he values and all that he desires. <laughs> you know what he desires first? The fruit of the Spirit. That's what he desires. You know what else he desires? Seeing the care for the orphan and the widows. That's a good word. He cares for the orphans and the widows. I'm praying and believing for this church to be a house where one day we will have our own space. We will literally have our own building, our own space, where it will be open. Hear me, 24-7. I may not be there 24-7, but it will be open 24-7 in Jesus' name for the orphans, for the widows, for the homeless, for the broken, for the hurting. You want to know God's values is not to give you some nice big car. Will he do it? Could he? Can he do it? Yeah, I've watched it. It's awesome. His value systems take care of this. His value systems is take care, care of children, foster care, step in. You know what his value system is? Is, is life from conception to adults. Oh. I, 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 death has no place in the kingdom of God. You understand this church and I truly believe listen he's against abortion he is so against death but in that his value system is for us to create a place for the care of mothers for those women to come in and to guys I, this is this like I'm not here to make a political statement I've, I've never said something like this but his value system is life. 
both for the child and for the mother. Man, what, what would it look like for a mom that has, I don't care the situation, to come in and have arms wrapped around her and love poured out upon her and resourcing poured out upon her. Maybe you don't need to buy that jacket or that new pair of shoes. Maybe it should go and pour. You guys with me? This is how the mind of Christ has called us to think. The mind of Christ gives us the ability to care. You know what the mind of Christ tells us to? Love our enemies. That's hard. Anybody else just me today? Okay, cool. Um, it's really hard. The songs, I got a lot of enemies. I got a lot of enemies. Like, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I used to sing that song all the time. Like, <laughs> Some of you don't know my testimony. You don't know my story. Like, and God's like, enemies? You're called to love your enemies. Love those that persecute you. Be kind towards your neighbor. The mind of Christ allows for this to happen. You with me? So we're out of time. Parents, I know we're going to dismiss you to go get the kids. Next week, we're going to talk about the practicality of how to actually work this thing out. But I just want to, I want to just say this. I've walked through some stuff over the last two years that the Lord has worked in and through me. And if there's ever a thing more than ever before to, to understand that we have to operate in the mind of Christ, it's now. We have to. There's a broken, hurting world that needs a supernatural kingdom unfolded in front of them. And it happens through us. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Parents, if you can run up and grab your kids, you're welcome to come back in. But every head bowed, every eye closed. I just want you for a moment to receive the mind of Christ right now. If you feel comfortable, maybe just, maybe just take your hands and just put them on your forehead or take one. Just, just, just put it on your head right now, please. If you think this is weird, just do it for the sake of everyone else doing it. And right now, as you put your hand on your mind, I want you just to say this. I have the mind of Christ. I receive the mind of Christ right now. I receive all that you have for me. I am yours. So, Father, right now, by your Holy Spirit's power, I pray that you would help us. That you would forgive us where we have lowered our vision. We have looked through the lenses of the spirit of this age. We have looked through the lenses of our own feelings and emotions, and we have not elevated our eyes upon you. So right now, today, Holy Spirit, we say yes to a greater measure of your work in our lives. We say yes, Holy Spirit, to a fresh renewal of your presence in our lives. We say yes to receiving your thoughts, your ways, your leading, your guiding, your correction, your teachings. We say yes to it today, King Jesus. So Holy Spirit, we love you today in Jesus' name. We exalt your name in our lives. And so we say thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
We love you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, come on, can we bless the Lord one time for his goodness?